Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. This is Six Rings. The dynasty continues. And football things. The X, the Z, vertical routes. I love football, man. With your host, Andy Hart. Well, Andy Hart is a football genius. I'm not going to pretend I sit down and watch the All-22. Next question, Andy Hart, please. Nick Fitzy Stevens. Is that Fitzy with you this morning? Absolutely not, Fitzy. This just in, I'm dead inside. And Chris Shine. Derek Carr, however, is a guy I would ride tonight. I think Matt Patricia's a boob. Hello once again, Pats Nation, and welcome to the latest and always greatest edition of the Six Rings and Football Things podcast, a presentation of WEEI-FM, WEEI.com, Odyssey, and 2400 Sports. I'm your host today, one of the members here of the Pats panel that is the Six Rings podcast, your old pal Nick Fitzy Stevens, joined as always by Captain Sunshine himself, Andy Jumbo Hart, and public enemy number one, of Pat's Nation. His poster is all over Gillette Stadium. Do not enter signs. The one and only primetime Chris Scheim. Gentle friends, how we be today? Wonderful. How are you guys doing? Super. Thanks oh, for boy. I, I can tell it's going to be thanks one of those podcasts. Yeah, thanks for <laughs> blowing out our podcast and uh, just being your usual blast of awesome. All right, on today's pod, it's a two-parter. It's quite simple. We're going to look at Patriots and Steelers, Pats versus Stillers, gone downtown to what used to be Heinz Field with Yinsbergs. On the first side, we're going to go Patriots offense against the Steelers defense. Can they recover from an abysmal single touchdown performance against the Dolphins to put up enough points to get the dub? And on the flip side, the other side of the McDLT, we'll look at the Patriots defense. Actually had themselves a pretty good game week one. Can they shut down the Trubisky experience enough to help the offense motor through and get the D in the Steel City? All right, boys. That Patriots offense. We've had a little time to let the game film against the Dolphins marinate. It's set in. We've reviewed the plays. Some of us have even gone so far as to all 22 it. We've looked at all the Twitter cutups and beyond. We've heard the Orlovskis say that it was much worse than we expected. And then there have been some who have said that it was better than what we saw on tape. So before we get into the game specifics here, where are you sitting now with how the Patriots offense look against the Dolphins? We'll begin with you, Jumbo Face. Um, I think it is what it is. I think both ends are a little extreme. We talked about it earlier in the week. I was 
you know, optimistic that they actually had a couple drives that were um, sort of NFL caliber, better than we've seen all summer. Mac looked comfortable, those types of things. And I don't know, I'm overly simplistic in the NFL often. And I believe when you have teams that are on similar levels, which I think the Dolphins and Patriots might be mediocre, wild card, non-wild card teams, turnovers are going to swing it. That's just the reality of the way it's played. So, you know, and and not to sound like Bill Belichick, but you eliminate those turnovers, those big plays that they gave up. It's probably a different ball game. Now, all of a sudden, Tua, who I'm not sure who has a lot of faith in, has pressure on him. You know, it's and maybe it's not a shootout with Mac, but he's in a dogfight with Mac, his former, you know, Alabama mate there. So I think the offense was okay. Like I wouldn't be pushing the panic button like Bob Lobel, but I also wouldn't be like, you know, better start drafting some fantasy players from the Patriots offense because they're about to explode. No, the reality is they're mediocre. Don't turn the ball over and mediocre might be enough against teams like the Dolphins and the Steelers. They may not have enough talent, like we said before, Shime, to overcome four turnovers like Buffalo in that opening night throttling of the Rams. The Bengals, who have six turnovers, unbelievably in a home opener where they still had a chance to win were it not for an egregious display by their special teams. But at the same time, I would hardly call what they put forth last week uh, creative, dynamic, or explosive. We went through some of the stats earlier this week, Shime. They had two R- they had no RPOs, two play actions. They did average five yards a carry early, which is kind of nice. But then the run game faltered. They went away from it. And Mac was pressured an insane amount. So offensive line needs to step up before we even see anything resembling um, a proficient uh, pro- or prolific offense from the Pats this week. Yeah, and I think the biggest issue for me is that, like, in my mind, the Patriots offense is the uh, most damning part of this team. And I think the Steelers defense, even without T.J. Watt, might be better than the Miami defense you just played. Mm -hmm. Like, this defense is electric. They are constantly turning the ball over no matter who they play, whether it's six turnovers against Joe Burrow in week one or last season. I mean, Mika Fitzpatrick is one of the best safeties in football. Um, This team is good on defense top to bottom every single year. On top of that, they do have Brian Flores in the room now who has had a lot of success against Bill Belichick in his coaching, at least head coaching career in Miami. And now he's a Tomlin assistant. Uh, And Tomlin is always going to get his players up for a game, especially a game against the New England Patriots. Uh, Mike Tomlin is also a fantastic coach at home as an underdog. Uh, they are currently two-point underdogs. He he wins at, like, outright wins as an underdog 75% of the time at home, um, which is just – it's really good. And it shows – and I think people give Mike Tomlin a lot of crap because he's a rah-rah guy and they don't They're going to be ready good. for that ass. We're going to be yeah, ready for that ass. He's dancing with his with his players in the locker room and stuff, but that's just who he is. And, for those and- of you who can't watch right now because we don't really video clips often enough, Andy Hart is currently doing a tribal pounding of his chest as if he's ready to go into battle. It's what Mike Tomlin does on the sideline yeah. occasionally. Yeah, it, it, and and his players love him, and his players are always oh, up for the challenge. Yep, yeah. um, I think he's I a. I think he's a very good coach. He's, he's more coach. than just a rah rah guy. I think these offenses are pretty equal, all things considered. I don't think Trubisky's all that good. I think the Steelers have a couple better weapons than you, but their offensive line isn't all that great. And getting the ball in the hands of those well, let's uh, just playmakers to, let's, is difficult. Let's stick to so. Patriots offense versus Steelers defense right now. Yeah, on, on so, that on that side of things, Minka Fitzpatrick. 
like you mentioned earlier, dynamite playmaker, one of the best safety corner hybrids, one of the best defenders in the NFL period. He was named AFC Defensive Player of the Week for his effort with his pick six that began the game last week against the Bengals as well. Obviously, TJ Watt will not be coming to the pregame meal, nor will he be taking any meaningful snaps because he has the slightly torn pectoral. Uh, Andy, you've torn one of your upper gentleman muscles before, right? Was it a bicep, a pec? A... Bicep. It was a bicep. I didn't okay. know where you were going with upper gentleman muscles. I was like, <laughs> is that a hernia? I tried, you... <laughs> I tried to make it kind of fun for you. Um, <laughs> people forget also they added, uh, but they did add, they lost Bud Dupree last year. They did add Miles Jack this offseason. I thought that was yep. a sneaky, excellent pickup for them yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, Terrell so Edmonds. The Bengals because good, Miles yeah. Jack and uh, Minka Fitzpatrick combined for like, 25 tackles or something At least. in that game. We're and all over they were, And they got and Ogan Joby as well. And Cam Hayward is sneakily one of the quiet best underrated player linemen. in the NFL. That's who you want your kid. That's who you want your boy Barmore to turn out to be, Andy. Yep. If he no turns question. out to be a Cam Hayward, forget about the, the Will Fork and the Seymour comps. If he's anywhere resembling Cam Hayward adjacent in a couple of years, then he's a stud. But, and they were great against the run too for the against the Bengals. Like Mixon was averaging only three yards a pop. Ultimately, like, it turned out to be an average of about four yards per carry. And the Patriots have averaged that's more Burrow yards had per a carry. Few really good had a scrambles. couple good scoots as well, right? But the the issue here for me is there's obviously an unknown with you mentioned Brian Flores. I think that brings right. something to the table. Absolutely. Because the Patriots Steelers have a history, a long history. Even Coach Belichick talked about it this week. It's weird they haven't played in a couple of years because it used to be every year and if not a couple times a year. Um, But Brian Flores, I do think, adds a layer um, to the chess match, especially in week two where neither team has declared really what they are, even though the Steelers kind of are who they are historically. But the the TJ Watt uh, loss to me is is a big one because he is a defensive player of the year. He is a dynamic player, a guy a defense is built upon. And it'll be interesting to see. I'm not going to say they don't have good players because they still have good players. They probably have more talent top to bottom defensively than the Patriots do. Um, but a guy like Alex Highsmith, who has three sacks last week. Yep. yep. Well, what does he do when he's elevated? You know, the domino effect he's when everybody getting doubled. slides up and everybody's like, oh, there's no TJ Watt on the other side. Hey, Alex, I'm going to block you now because now I'm actually more worried about you than who's coming in. So I think there's that that trickle down effect of that loss. And it's an unknown. But the reality is there's some stupid number, and I read it in the Steelers press release. They've either tied or led the NFL in sacks as a team for like 30 straight years. Like the reality is no matter who's out there, whether it was like Joey Bell or Kirkland or whatever. Kevin Green, right. Harrison, Kevin Mm -hmm. Green, like they're going to pressure the quarterback. And coming off of last week when the Patriots weren't really ready to deal with pressures and overloads and where's guys coming and the communication – the game is probably going to hinge on that. If they're better up front, if Trent Brown looks engaged and interested and is actually using his massive frame to block people instead of looking around like a kid lost at the mall trying to find his freaking mother, then they might be okay. But the Steelers can embarrass you, and this offensive line needs to prove it's not going to get embarrassed. That's what the Steelers do. The Steelers rush the passer, and of course they have a history also of drafting and developing wide receivers, which we'll get to more when we get to the other side of the ball. I agree with you 100%, Andy. This game, neither team is so much better than the other that they can afford turnovers or that they can afford shoddy offensive line playing. It's not like the Steelers had the best offensive line performance last week either, but the Patriots was subpar. And it can't be subpar, especially when, and now let's get to some of the more interesting notes in terms of personnel, you have issues like 
dynamic playmakers on the outside and a lack of, and an owner who now wants to see one that we think is maybe one of their better ones in Kendrick Bourne, see more playing time. And you also have, and in case any fans haven't learned this, the Patriots de facto two minute third down back Ty Montgomery out of nowhere, going to injured reserve, not for the ankle he injured against the Raiders, but for a knee injury, apparently he sustained against the Dolphins. So to me, this could be, I don't know, this could be a little addition by subtraction. Not that I don't love Ty Montgomery. I've been pumping his tires all off season long. Maybe this is when they say, all right, enough. We have to run a lot of this offense this week through Ramondre Stevenson. The kid's one of our best playmakers. Up the gut, on the outside, screen passes, however you can get him involved. Lord forbid, maybe we'll see some different play calls this week and we'll see some different personnel groupings from Matt Patricia to get a guy like Ramondre Stevenson in space, Andy. The problem with that theory is he's still green as a pass protector. And if there's a team that's going to take advantage of a green running back in terms of pass protection, Steelers. it's the Pittsburgh Steelers. And long-term, I'm all for you, Fitzy. I think Ramondre Stevenson is going to make plays as a three down or third down back, either or. Got I think to. this is a week where he could make some plays and give up some plays and all of a sudden be like, oh, I was supposed to block that guy. Uh, my bad, Mac. My bad. My bad. Hope the back feels okay. Maybe go get another x-ray after the game. Um, so oh, yeah. And our quarterback, but we keep, we keep sleeping on the fact that he's like, I'm good, everybody. It's fine. fine. No, I'm fine. He's fine. He, he said spat. he was fine. I take him at his word. He's fine. Uh, and on top of that, back. he came out in that same press conference. He's like, yeah, I'm good. I'm fine. He also said that he felt like the tape looked better. Uh, well, that was then, the drugs talking. Those two are combined. Yeah. The reason he feels fine is because of all the drugs he's taken. No, all well, the drugs he's taken make sense. Look, man, we were good, man. Look at that. We were, we were close, man. But what kind of drugs are you talking about, Andy? You're talking about the drugs that he was given to alleviate the pain from the injury he sustained versus the Dolphins or the drugs that they force into every player to make them speak Belichick and never actually reveal any information or speak uh, with honesty those. and candor. He's been using those for like a year yeah. and a half, but he's used to those. It's the yeah. it's the new <laughs> drugs to make his back. It's the drugs Christian Fourier takes to make his back. Oh, feel that are in his backpack all the time that he like, walks around. This is great when he's all happy-go-lucky at like five. bouncy and ready yeah, to go. Yeah, Christian, you're in your early 50s. You seem to have a lot of energy and move really well. Do I? Do I really? You want to uh, help yourself to my backpack? So um, as, as we look at these matchups here, do we have – confidence in because i was reading matt castle uh on nbc sports boston he does some writing and some audio multimedia stuff for them and his fixation was totally on the run game he's been fixating on it coming into the season they need to run the ball as an offense he's fixated on it they need to run it better this week set up play action pass couldn't agree all more. of those the things that said do we have confidence that those two guys because now it's two guys right it's it because it, because even if you dreamed of pierre strong being part of it He's on the injury report, too, uh, with a knee injury or a shoulder injury, whatever. He's on the injury report, too. So I think there's zero chance of it being Pierre Strong. This is a Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson show. Do we have confidence that those guys can go out and be the foundation of the offense against Pittsburgh? Yeah, I am. I'm not one of those people that believes you have to have to run the ball to establish play action. I well, don't know. Yeah, exactly. And and. And so I don't think that they have to be the foundational pieces this week, but I, I think they need to contribute, right? I think they need to be a, a, a part of this offense. They need to be a contributing factor. You cannot be just like this non-factor. I hand it to you. There's two yards uh, run into the line of scrimmage at uh, negative three. Like there needs to be some kind of 
occasional, I don't want to say game break because I'm not looking for you to go 60 to the house, but like, I need you to go for eight or nine every once right. in a while. I need you to, to do that. Like I, it can't just be this plotting, like slow. I'm just going to like negative yard. Sometimes well, it, it wasn't last week in the first half though. Shime, the Pats were running the ball quite effectively and more inside than out. And I think the speed of the Steelers defense, especially in the secondary and the pursuit from some of their safeties will probably make it a little more difficult to go outside. They're going to have to try win straight up flat out double teaming Hayward and pushing it up the gut. And they're going to have to average four or five yards of carry for a while and introduce the threat of a pass coming later because the Steelers are on the Patriots running game. If the Pats go up the gut and they just get stuffed time and again, and Mac is sitting back, I think we can all agree. This is just universally true in all football games, let alone this particular war of Allegheny attrition, that if you're putting your quarterback in a bunch of third and sevens, he's going to have a long ass day. He's He's going to be at and Mac. They're going to tee off on him, especially. I know the pass pro, was was a little rough last week and it was those overloads and if there's anyone who uh and you guys both mentioned it earlier i just want to say it one more time if so that viewers are ready for this on sunday if they are in third and six third and seven or longer if there is anyone in the world who knows exactly how to insert your choice of football guy phrases here scheme dial up whatever a blitz that is going to confound mac and have people all all over his face it's going to be brian flores and mike tomlin Okay, so as we uh, sort of wrap up this aspect of the matchup, offense versus defense, Patriots O, Steelers D, is this the area that will decide the game? Not to get overly simplistic, but does this matchup have the chance to decide the game? A thousand percent. A thousand and ten percent. That's why I wanted to start there because, as we'll get to it in a minute, um, I feel a whole lot better about the Patriots defense after looking at game one all over again and the numbers they're in versus who they're playing than I do the Patriots offense against the Steelers defense. See, I don't I don't necessarily believe this is the matchup, but it's uh, uh, it's not necessarily a matchup that we're going to directly correlate. I believe it's more of a defense versus defense matchup. They don't actually play on the field together, you know. No, I'm aware of that. I'm just saying That's, whichever uh, one. You can't I, say, I think, all right, no, after the coin toss, which side do you want to have out there? Uh, we both choose D. It's it's whichever defense is going to force more turnovers. Oh, um. So, okay. Uh, I And I agree with that. Force slash accept. I, I may. Uh, sure. Is basically, going no, Andy, what's going on right now is Shime is tipping his hand in advance of our new weekly feature, uh, the six ring picks. Uh, where we're going to give our best picks for the NFL, both in terms of overs, unders, and game action. Shime is basically tipping his hand right now that he's going to be betting the family fortune on the under in Pat Steelers, Andy. Um, and I just had a dog interrupt the uh, broadcast. Sorry. It's okay. Dogs are always well. I don't know if you could hear the jingle of the caller. Um, you can hear the feet on the hardwood floor. How many... Um... Yeah, the under, I, I kind of agree with Shine. I was just pushing his buttons because, you know, that's what you do. That's no, what you do. I was just kind of pushing his for. No, it's years of me getting that. Like, hey, Tom, do you uh, you think you need to match Peyton Manning? Well, actually, Peyton and I don't don't play on the field at the same time together. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Thanks for playing along, Jack Wagon. Oh, man. Um, how many points, uh, before we transition into the other side of this uh, mirrored spectrum, how how many points do we think it takes to win this game? Twenty. Exactly. I was gonna I was gonna say twenty one. I'm not sure it takes twenty. 
Oh my God! Are you but and I gonna be? Are you and I gonna be sitting through seventeen sixteen on Sunday and then doing a three hour post game show Forget about it? Seventeen sixteen. You're looking at more like nine to six. I think both <laughs> these offenses sneaky stink, and both the oh, defenses uh, are kind of good. So. I don't think it's sneaky, Andy. I think they uh, do it, both stink. It, a gentle reminder, once again, earlier in the week, I set the over-under on the number of plays Kendrick Bourne is in this week after Robert Kraft spoke up about wanting to see one of his receivers and a half? Uh, involved more after all the controversy, if you will. Well, with to the be Tom clear, Robert Kraft comments. didn't speak up necessarily. Nope. Or spoke no, no, no. To... it was a report that it caught his eye. It yes. was not even a report that he said anything. Just right. that it caught uh, his eye. I bet you he said, I bet you. No, I see. I think he got a little more involved. I think he DGAF and wants to see his team score some points. And this whole idea of Matt Patricia's doghouse is insane. Uh, I'm taking the over in that as well. I'll take over Kendrick Bourne, 40 yards. And I still think if any receiver gets in the six point house, uh, it's Bourne. So I say it takes 20 points to win. Andy Shime, you both Shime, you say 21. Andy says far less. Hmm. We will see. It might be a struggle, but one thing it's not a struggle is just hitting the subscribe on the six rings pod or follow at six rings pod on the socials as well. We thank you guys for tuning in and making us a part of your regularly scheduled Patriots programming. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And now we flip the script to the other side of the football where the games are really won and the men are people who play football as well. I had to watch where I was going with that one. It is 2022. Please. Patriots defense against the Steelers offense. Obviously, last week, the Steelers didn't exactly light Paul Brown Stadium on fire. No. They only scored, I believe, ultimately 23 points. 16 of those were on offense. Uh, it was because there was the pick six by Minka Fitzpatrick's and uh, the Bengals defense is good. I think the Patriots defense is about as good or in the neighborhood of good that the Bengals defense is as well. Uh, historically, Bill Belichick does well against Mike Tomlin teams. I looked it up earlier, including the postseason. Belichick is 12 and four against Mike Tomlin teams since they both took over as HCs of their respective squads. Uh, the defense did look pretty good last week. Not their fault that Mac had a strip sack. They only gave up 13 points last week. 10, really, if you don't want to even count the field goal based off the interception return. But, uh, Andy, what kind of defensive effort and how would you do you see the Patriots putting up this week? And how do you think they go about 
attacking a team that has weaponry on the outside and has an injured running back, but doesn't exactly have a quarterback that throws fears, uh, fear rather, into the hearts of coordinators in Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, I think Mitchell Trubisky stinks. All um, right, there we offensively, go. they didn't do much last week. You look at the stats of that game, and it was you know, lopsided towards the Bengals and their offense. And that's why if you go back and look at Joe Burrow's face as they're losing, um, it is just almost disbelief. And I think part of it was obviously his special teams, but also part of it was, I can't believe I'm losing to that guy, as they well, say. Like, he threw the four picks. His offensive line, which they spent the entire offseason rebuilding, uh, two new guards and a new tackle, and they were worse than than at any point in the 2021 season, which makes you think, boy, Somebody's got to do a better job coaching those guys up. Uh, yeah, no, the Steelers offense has done nothing so far to make you lose your mind or think like, oh, I'm going to lose a night of sleep. Although they do have Freermuth, good tight end, Deontay Johnson, excellent, uh, a vaunted rookie, and Pickens as well. Um, I, I have a feeling. matter. I know. I have a feeling the Patriots are going to, there's going to be some frustrating Third and six. Oh, Trubisky cakes it to the outside. He's already got the first down and more. To me, that might honestly be the thing I'm most concerned about. Is Trubisky See, getting a bunch of annoying first downs, scrambling due to a pocket breakdown? I uh, I hate to do this to my buddy Keith, but he uh, talked about his like fantasy stayaways this week on Gresham Keith, and one of them was Chase Claypool. I I don't I don't get that. It doesn't make any sense to me. Claypool clearly last week was a guy they want to get the ball to. He ran the ball six times on top of getting targeted uh, six times. The only person to get any more targets than him uh, was Deontay Johnson. At least touches, I should say, was Deontay Johnson. Actually, when you talk about pure touches, rushing and receiving, nobody had more than him. Najee had 10 carries. It was the only other guy close to him. Um, and so like, they want to get the ball to chase Claypool because he's a playmaker. And if chase Claypool is going to be drawing, you know, a rookie corner like Jack Jones or Marcus Jones, maybe a safety going... because he's huge. Shine. Yeah. They they're going to want to try and exploit that because like, if you get him paired up with Duggar, Duggar has shown to be not great in pass coverage. Right. So like, I, I think the Steelers, they just have playmakers outside. I understand Trubisky, not all that great. I fully accept that. I am aware of that, and I agree with that. However, the last time Trubisky faced the Patriots, he threw for 300 yards. I, I think he is capable enough of throwing the football to guys. Now, granted, he may throw one right at the defender, and it's going to be up to the defender to actually catch it and not pull a, uh, a Jamal Adams from the other night and let it hit him in the face mask. But – like, I think they are going to be trying to get the ball in the hands of Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson a lot, a lot in this game. And that's my concern is that I don't know that he's going to have to be all that good at quarterback. I think Dang they have up. a pretty good depth of targets, depth of weapons that there could be some mismatches that he likes. And he goes after and just says, my guy's better than your guy. My guy's more ready than your guy. Well, just look at it level by level, right? You have Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, and George Pickens at receiver. Then you have Fryermuth and Najee Harris as checkdown guys. And Jalen Warren showed that he could at least participate in an NFL offense if Najee's a little banged up. So it's just like across the board, whatever depth of the field they want to attack, whether it's a checkdown or deep or middle, like they have guys that can do it. And that is more. Okay, but let's talk about how the Patriots can actually prevent them from doing that. The Pats did generate a decent amount of pressure last week, only mm -hmm. a couple of sacks. Now there were a couple of times. I think all of us thought, Oh, there's a pick and they didn't get it. And Oh, they should have Tua, And he got away. Trubisky probably about as, if not maybe more elusive 
than oh, Tua yeah, Tagovailoa. He's, Tunga more athletic he's super, I think Mitch he's super Trubisky athletic. might he be can better scoot. than Tua. Oh yeah, in terms of running, no, he can scoot. I think like, he can absolutely. But he's scoot. more athletic. He's definitely more athletic. So doesn't that give you guys any pause or cause for concern? That okay, let's say the Patriots can generate a decent pass rush. Let's say the safeties and the corners are on their game, and they don't give Trubisky the wide open windows that a guy like him, who's hardly, uh, you know, Justin Herbert in a Steelers uniform, the kind of big windows he needs to complete these passes. Does it not give you any reason to worry that maybe, like I said earlier, he's going to do a lot of drive extending and keep the Steelers offense on the field, wearing the Patriots defense down. Who's going to step up and be able to make the plays and get the Steelers offense off the field? Uh, That's a great question. I mean, certainly we have some early options from last week. Dietrich wise, Matt Judon, if they play like Mm -hmm. they played last week, they'll probably end a drive like they did last week. Third. How about your boy, Jawan Bentley? Uh, you have a lot more faith in Juwan Bentley than I do. I think Juwan Bentley is a tackle accumulator, he was, and he's hurt last week. Practice. He yeah, was he good last bad. week, he, but if he gets squared up against Pat Fryermuth, he's going to get toast all day. He's, he's awful in pass coverage. He's he's not. He, he is what he is. He's a middle linebacker who's going to accumulate his tackles. He's not going to make a lot of plays, but more importantly, he missed practice with a toe injury, so I don't even know if he's going to be out there. Um, and as much as I don't love him. They don't have a lot of depth at that position. You're already playing the likes of Raquan McMillan and Mac Wilson, who are who new to New England. Last new week. They were fine last week. Hey, how about well, the Mac Wilson? Win. Fine doesn't yeah, win. Yeah, fine is not going to win them this game. Miles Jack in his first game is running all over the field with like 11, 12 tackles, like making plays. He's an athletic guy that can make plays against you, doesn't just allow you, and then, oh, I'll just tackle you eight yards downfield. So, Bigger I revenge. Who's the revenge game? The Miles Jack revenge game for the 2017 AFC Championship? No, I just think he's a pretty good player still who can run yes. around and cause problems, especially, yeah. you know, if you're trying to make some throws underneath, you know, short throws, get Matt going. This offense isn't exactly cooking. So the old cliche is right short throws, get the quarterback going. Well, you got some athletic playmakers in that mid tier uh, of the Steelers defense. We should note, should have gone in the previous segment, but uh, I just saw a little breaking news off Twitter. Uh, Mac Jones missed practice on Thursday due to an oh, illness. Boy. It is not the back. Oh. It is an illness. Um, not sure exactly what that means. I know w- I'm not jumping to any conclusions. <clears throat> that some me. of us have jumped to for like two years in this era, because I will say um, as a father of a, of a high school athlete, I know there are a bunch of things just going through locker rooms right now and going through bodies. Uh, um, listen to your, listen to your host who you guys were chiding for, having a cold or speaking nasally even just two days ago. I've been fighting off just a classic standard issue, house cold, the old rhinovirus all week. I've felt flat out awful, and that's not just because of the amount of time I have to spend with you two jabronis. I, oh, it's the pit. It's always got to be a shot. Listen, that's how we That's how we do. Uh, but I could probably gut it out, I imagine, and I'm not much of a gamer, nor am I a gridiron guy. I'm sure if Mac has a cold, he'll be out there. What yeah, the problem is, is what the this is layer is. number three. The offense isn't that good. He's got a back injury. Now he's not feeling that good. So now we got to jack him up not only on Tordale and duct tape, but a little Pedialyte pumping through his system as well. Like <laughs> a little Sudafed maybe up in the, up in the piece. How much we gonna more are we going to throw at Mac, right? Like it's all on Mac. I just feel like he's snake bitten and like he's like too much is expected. But anyway, so uh, miss- quick question. If Hoyer, if Hoyer starts, does no, the game even that. happen? Does we're the game even happen? No, we're not doing do that. Do we have to watch if Hoyer starts? Do we have do to we watch? We have to do a post game no. show if Hoyer starts. <laughs> 
Well, yes. <laughs> what if Hoyer wins? Does Mac lose his job? Yes. Uh, see this guy. This guy's always was a joke. It was an angle for Mac hate. It was joke. It was a joke. Come uh, on. Okay. So back to the matchup of the Steelers offense, Patriots defense, because injuries are an issue on their side as well. Um, Najee Harris has been dealing with that foot injury all along. He had one run basically in the opener. He had like one 10 yard run and that was half his yards on the day. I don't um, think it was the list, Frank. I think it was a different ankle injury. Andy. Now you yeah, just so add it was that a to... completely different yeah. injury. That was that. He's oh, so now he's got two bad today. wheels. Yes. yes. Now he's awesome. got multiple wobble, bum wobble, wheels. wobble, 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 wobble. <laughs> Jeez. What are we it's doing? Like my car. That's See, why okay. Jalen Warren was like a priority pickup for a lot of people in fantasy. So a li- little bit of a break there for the Patriots. Cause he was drafted to be sort of the centerpiece of their offense. He catches the ball, runs the ball, the whole thing. Um, so a little bit of a break there for the Patriots defense, especially if they're down a linebacker in in Bentley and sort of that matchup of middle of the field um, guys. But the reality is we, we started there turnovers like we can Bingo. say Mitchell Trubisky stinks, but if they hold on to the football, if he doesn't throw any picks, they don't fumble. That's a big first step for that. Hell. How many times have we heard Lombardi use the age-old Belichickian quote, before you can win, you have to not lose. If the Steelers not lose by holding they probably on to the win. Ball, they probably win. They probably win because the Patriots uh-huh. are going to try. The Patriots, I don't – I mean, could we really see two teams play the most conservative borderline Army versus Navy equivalent of a pro football game in 2022 when, like today, as we record – Tonight, you'll know the result of this probably before you listen to this podcast, but we might be treated to one of the best Thursday night football debuts, if not best games of the seasons with the Chiefs and Chargers, Mahomes versus Herbert. That's going to be an absolute show for Trubisky, Mac Jones. Come on. Really? Well, it's going to be wing T versus Wildcat. What are we doing? Or spread them and shred them. Go the other way. Everybody expects. That's what I said. So I was trying. I, so I was Not trying tomorrow. to say that earlier when we were talking. Who about cares? The Entertain me for Christ's sakes. Last week was miserable, and this might be worse. Are you not entertained? <laughs> I think you might see no, a, I'm not at least maximus. spread them. I don't know if you'll see a shred them, but I think you'll see a spread them uh, out of the Patriots because Fitzy was talking about trying to run the ball up the gut and, and outside. I don't think you're going to have a lot of success running against Pittsburgh. I think Mac is going to have to sit in the shotgun, and he is going to, Uh-oh. and he's going to throw the ball a ton. And that is, uh, you know, barring a, an exceptional game plan, that does not spell a best case scenario for the Patriots. Dude, so Mac in the shotgun. Um, can you get me the line on the over for Jake Bailey punts? So we're just spreading them. We're not shredding them. We're just going Correct. three and just out, spread. and we're not <laughs> running. God clock. Forbid, hold on, dying. You know it's the whole line. You know what? As a matter of fact, I'll play the part of the comment section, the diehards, the Foxborough fanboys, and Captain Pushback. What if they actually do allow him to go four wide early on? And Mac actually is doing a bunch of nice little four and seven, you know, third and two. Jacoby Myers over the middle for eight. Hit him, hit him, hit him. Like kind of like last week, they had a beautiful opening drive right up until they decided on first and 10 to go 21 yards into the end zone against the best ball hawk in the NFL. Yeah, don't it be was shocked. P.I. Why don't they open like that again, Andy? That's how you set up the run game. That's how you soften up a hard-nosed defense like the Steelers. Don't be shocked if they come out and the first drive looks pretty good. Um, because again, I am fully in the camp that, uh, it, well, first of all, every NFL first drive is generally scripted and I am yeah, very much in the camp. Plays, that Bel- I am very much in the camp that Belichick has a heavy hand in that beginning script. And then once you get past that first drive is really when the game will start. Then it's Patricia versus Flores. The old defensive mates go ahead. To uh, can I, 
do I have to say on the podcast who I would take in that matchup? No, no, no we're staying positive. I okay. give you Super Bowl 52 defensive performance versus Super Bowl 53 defensive performance and scene. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special finance. Financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. So I hesitate to ask this question because um, Shime went in a different direction when I asked a question to close out the first segment of the podcast when he said, no, it's defense versus defense. That's not how football works. Right. Um, so which matchup do we feel better about? Patriots offense versus Steelers defense or Patriots defense versus Steelers offense given the weapons I know what you can fixate be simplistic just say oh Mitchell Trubisky sucks but they do kind of have a bunch of guys that could kind of have good games Patriots defense versus the Steelers offense and the Patriots have the edge I believe in defensive line versus offensive line Pittsburgh does not have a good offensive yep. line agree Mitch Trubisky is not uh to be confused with Dan Fouts, uh, Dan Marino, uh, Dan Campbell, or any of them. He's not the most accurate pass in the world. Yes, the guy can scoot. I don't I, I just started. I got on a, went down a weird road there. I got on a tangent. It was a Dan tangent. He's probably Shut the up. best Mitchell that's ever played quarterback in the NFL. Wow, that's saying a lot. Is he? I don't know. Is there Mitch, another Mitch? Please. All right, so you, you got the bum wheel on. You got the bum wheel on the running back on Harris. So that could be a, it. Could be a Jalen Warren game. Yeah, they have good receivers, but someone has got Scott Mitchell. Some, That's the first one that pops Scott up. Mitchell, there you go. Yeah. Fitzy just realized neither of us were listening to him. We were just thinking no, about Mitchell's yeah, in our head. That's fine. You know what? And no one listening cares about what either two of you jerk faces has to say. Yeah, uh, nobody cares about what I have to say. That's okay, so we make it a prediction? <laughs> yes, we will. So I say Patriots defense versus Steelers offense. Shime, I imagine you agree. Uh, yes, but barely. Okay, good enough, though. 51 to 49. Uh, prediction time, boys. I'll go. It's the under. I'm going to bang that with Shime all day. Might have to find something else I can put on the line. Patriots 20, Steelers 16. And a, I don't hate it. Um, we should throw in one um, special teams note. Old friend Gunnar Olszewski had a 20-yard punt return in the opener, and he returning kicks and punts for the Steelers. And kicking games certainly could come into play here. In some form or fashion, the return game, I think Jake Bailey might get a lot of reps, have a good punt game. 
um, based on the way the Steelers played the opener. Who knows? We could have 17 field goals attempt in, in overtime. Ratings bonanza. And if you saw the coverage map, like 90% of the country that gets CBS games is going to be getting Steelers uh, Patriots in the one o'clock slot. Fun I'm fact about that. that uh, this is the most bet game currently across the country. Get out of here. Yep. Where's all the and, money? Tell the people. Uh, the majority of the money, like 75% of the money is currently on the Patriots, which is at, not a good omen. At minus two? Uh, correct. Minus two Patriots. Okay. Um, as much as we've talked about this and there's some negativity maybe on coming out of last week for the Patriots and it's not ideal that Mac Jones is missing Thursday's practice with an illness, already has a sore back, blah, 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 blah. I don't think Bill Belichick's Patriots go on the road, go 0-2 against what I believe is another mediocre team with a mediocre quarterback. Correct. And I think you get some breaks here. I think that defense is going to be in a transitional period without T.J. Watt. He is their best player. Like, that's the Rams without Aaron Donald. That's whatever you want to say. He's a central defensive player. And I do think it's going to be ugly. I'll take the under with Fitzy. I think something that ends in a teen may win yep. this game. Um, so I'm going to say Patriots 17, Steelers 13. Not overly exciting. Not a lot of big plays. But 1-1 one one is much Ooh, better than 0-2. Pretty Whoa. close to what I have here. I, however, though, am going with the Steelers. Uh, <laughs> In a stunning turn of events, stunning ladies upset. and gentlemen. Bob, well, so, that's Hulk Hogan's music. So I think I think the Steelers win 19-13. I think the Patriots have a chance to win the game. They have the ball in the final two minutes driving, and they can't get it done. So two weeks into the season, Shime has the Patriots with two total touchdowns, I'm going to say, because a 13-point yep. score, 7-6. That's oh, not a good boy. pace to be on. Sure. I got to tell you what, the ratings for Sunday will be something else and the ratings at the radio station the week after. Andy, I'll just have to say welcome to the Six Rings postgame show, and then we'll do two and a half hours of calls if they lose by six and only score one touchdown Sunday by the three rivers. These are your boys at Shime Time, at Jumbo Heart, at Fitzy GFY. This has been our Pats at Stillers preview edition of the six rings and football things podcast thank you very much for listening we will be back sunday live from approximately 5 to 7 30 p.m on weei fm and of course wherever you can get weei.com the odyssey app and beyond through our fabulous affiliates on the weei radio network with the six rings post game show you'll have a hot reaction monday on your podcast feed and of course next week multiple podcasts as well as the patriots will be getting ready for their home opener will bill belichick the 0-2 heading into the home opener for the first time since 2001. Yeah, we know how that season went. Don't be banking on that anytime soon. Or will the Patriots actually come home with a victory in tow? We'll find out. Thanks for listening. Tell your friends. Give us some reviews. Rate, subscribe. You don't have to always just say Shime sucks. But, hey, listen, you know, it's your it's your voice. It's your choice. Yep. Thank you guys Shime for listening. <laughs> Thanks, Andy. Uh, he's just really is the best. A Andy Hart for sale, anybody. I'll take Thanks, <laughs> bidding Thumb. starts at five dollars. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Thumbo. Uh, for Shime Time and Thumbo, this is Fitzy. Talk to you later. Good night. God bless. Uh, go, Pats, and go after yourself. Hi, Bruins fans. Looking for more coverage of your favorite hockey team? Follow the Skate Pod hosted by Scott McLaughlin, Brian DeFelice, and me, Bridget Prue. Get your Bruins coverage from WEI's team of Bruins writers. We're the people who are at the games and talk to the players every week. For analysis of every Bruins game and exclusive interviews with the players, listen to the Skate Pod on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.